Hi, this is Kenya of My Magical Cottage Core Life. And today, let's talk about the humble potato. I was rooting around for a topic, and I know, grown, rooting around, I, I know. But my husband was able to score a 50-pound bag of potatoes from the local market. And this particular vegetable market had them for a 50 pound bag for $6. And I'm processing these and I thought to myself, well, what would be a great thing to share? So today we're gonna share how to put up potatoes for another day. Waste not, want not. And potatoes are really a gift from the earth because they can sustain us in so many ways and there's so many ways to prepare them. I'm pretty excited about this topic and I hope you don't mash the fast forward button. I know, I know. So let's get started. So what do we know about potatoes? other than the fact that it's this oblong object that comes out of the ground and is yummy and tasty at fast food restaurants and is kind of something that people use and put into a cylinder and make potato guns and use in cornfields. But other than that, what do we know about it? Well, the potato is indigenous to the Americas, not just the United States of America, but all the Americas. It comes from here. And from here, it made trips all over the world. It was brought from here to Europe and is now as much as a fixture of their fish and chips in Britain and in the United Kingdom as it is for our sideline of a hamburger here. Now, an interesting thing about the potato, the potato has created a bridge of unity and understanding and relationship between the people of Ireland and a certain indigenous nation here. It all started with the great Irish potato famine when there was that potato blight. The people of Ireland were starving and it was very tragic. And you can look up in history that you have time, you can look up and find out for fun What nation, what indigenous people here sent help across the seas to help Ireland? And they maintain a relationship even to this day. And they even returned love to them in this time period. But I'm not going to tell you who. I want you to look it up. But if you stick with me until the end of the episode, then I might just tell you who it is. I might. But, yeah, so what do we know about potatoes? Potatoes can do everything. They can stay in the ground for storage. They can stay in your root cellar for storage, on your shelves for a while. They can go in your freezer, in your refrigerator, although you really shouldn't. And there's so many things you can do with them. And one of the best things I can say about them is that they keep giving because when the eyes appear, you can replant them by cutting them up and putting them back in the ground. So 
it's almost like the ultimate in recycling because you recycle the plant back into the earth again and it comes back again. So, and potato flowers are really pretty, but don't eat them because they're deadly. So yeah, there's that. You can draw them, you can sketch them, spend the day out dreaming and drawing potato flowers, but don't eat them. So enough of all that and the 50 pound bag of potatoes awaits. So let's get started. So back to the 50 pound bag of potatoes. Actually it's 48 pounds, but that's okay. So I've, I've processed large amounts of potatoes before, so I wanna share with you some of the things I've done so that I can put them away and not have to worry about them spoiling and can just whip them out whenever. Now, you may not have a deep freezer and that's okay. If you can't like stock up your fridge or deep freezer, don't worry about it. Put them in a dark, cool place where they won't rot, like a root cellar or a garage or somewhere where you can just keep them. But again, in my particular case, I was blessed and in grace enough to have a husband who got me a deep freezer. So I have somewhere to put these extra provisions. But you can dehydrate potatoes. So you don't have to have a freezer in order to process your potatoes and put them away for another day. But something to remember if you're going to freeze potatoes or if you're going to dehydrate potatoes you need to blanch them and there's special things you need to do so we're not going to talk about that today we'll save that for an episode just about dehydrating but i'm just going to let you know if you just throw the potatoes straight into the freezer without processing them first you might not want to eat them later i mean you'll know they're good but they'll turn black and Although black is my favorite color, you might not want to eat black potatoes. That's a big difference from blue potatoes to black potatoes. So from me to you, process them first. It's worth it. And if you decide to dehydrate the potatoes, even better. Because that way you can just put them in a jar with the um, desiccants packages, the oxygen absorbers, and the dehydrating absorbers. And you can just, just get into them whenever you want. It's not dissimilar to potato flakes or the dehydrated au gratin potatoes you buy on the grocery store. And it's a lot less expensive to process it yourself. It's worth looking into. And again, we will do a dehydration episode uh, further down the line. But right now, we're just, we're just going to talk about uh, how to prepare large batches in advance. So let's get cooking. Let's, let's go on to that part. So right now, I have a five pound bag of Idaho Golden potatoes boiling on top of my stove in a huge pot of water. I'm using a Dutch oven right now, and five pounds fits in there just right. But you also have to account for the fact that I have cut off all of the parts of the potato that might be a little bad. Now for me, I boil my potatoes, I process them with the skins on for half the batches and skins off for the other half of the batches of mashed potatoes because we like them both ways. But when you're doing something like this, you wanna make sure you inspect your potatoes and cut off any part that may be dark or soft or not good to eat, and you'll be able to tell. 
Also, depending on the age of your age of your potato, you may have eyes growing out of the potatoes. Those are roots. So if it's the right time of year, you can just cut those off and plant them in the ground and you could grow your own potatoes and you'd have a nice little harvest. But you don't eat the eyes and the reason you don't is because they're toxic. They will hurt you. Remember, potatoes are coming from the nightshade family. The nightshade family is not always so nice and they can kill you. Now, one of the reasons I leave half of my batches with skin on is because the vitamin C, the nutrients are mostly located in the skin of the potato. So if you have a pretty good amount of good usable skin, then you know it's something to think about to keep the skins inside. But I do know it's a matter of personal preference. So this batch will be boiled until everything's completely soft. And then I will mash the potatoes down, whip them up. I probably won't put milk in them, but I'll just I'll just whip them up a little bit. And you don't want to over whip potatoes because then they don't quite they're not quite as fluffy. So just whip them just enough and then I will move them to a large bowl and I will put them in Ziploc containers and also plastic containers and then I will put them uh, to the side to cool. Once they have cooled, I will put them in my deep freezer and I lay them all flat while they're cooling so that they're easier to stack because once I transfer them from a flat version from the deep freezer for my uh, refrigerator's top portion of the freezer, I literally can like stand them up like books on a shelf. It's, it's really convenient that way. Remember to date your bag too and you do that before you put your potatoes in. You put your little marker on the outside where the little name part goes and then you date your bag as far as when you put it up and that way when you put your potatoes in it's already done you're not trying to write on top of a hot bag or anything like that and it works out really really well so I'm probably gonna do a couple of batches like that again let them cool first and then put them in the freezer and you've got mashed potatoes whenever you're ready and I do recommend not just doing them in quart bags you can do them in gallon bags half gallon bags that way you have control over portion size so let's move on to the next thing. You nest the potatoes inside of a larger bag if you make a bunch of small bags of potatoes. And that not only conserves space, but it also makes sure that they don't just start wandering around in your deep freezer. So it's, it's just a little hint, it's up from me to you. Okay, now let's move on to fried. Now for some of us, we really liked baked potatoes, but I'm gonna tell you a secret. Many times the baked potatoes that you purchase in a store or that are in the freezer section or if you go to a restaurant and it's like a little mom and pop or even sometimes a certain fast food giant out there, they actually aren't roasting and baking those potatoes. They're boiling them first and then they're baking them. And it makes it a lot quicker. So what I do here, I boil my potatoes here, and then before they're completely done, I cut them in half. So of course I'm using the longer potatoes. These potatoes might not go so well with that, but we're gonna see. Usually I, I'm a little too heavy handed and I mess these up, so I probably will only do one batch like this um, of this particular lot. 
but yeah so you can just boil them and you cut them in half you cut them in half lengthwise so you you're what you're gonna get ready to do here and I know it seems like a lot of steps and I'm sure other people do it a different way I'm gonna tell you what works for me so out of a five pound bag potatoes of, of potatoes two pounds to two and a half pounds I'm going to be using and just mashing them up and the other half of the potatoes I'll be cutting in half and scooping out about a tablespoon from the potato from the um, open side into the mashed potato mixture of the other potatoes and why I'm going to add my 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 lovely little bits of joy my green onions if I want them in there I'm going to add if it's for my husband and my daughter I might add some bacon bits I don't eat pork so I usually don't uh, make a, a giant batch with pork in it but sometimes I do so in this particular case tonight I'm going to put some bacon bits in there for them in the mashed potato bowl I will be adding some cheddar and I will add just a little bit now remember just a little bit just a little bit the tiniest tiniest bit of nutmeg because a very good friend told me that nutmeg makes potatoes taste a certain way and once you've had mashed potatoes with nutmeg it, you, you can tell you can always tell and it actually is really really good you try it on your own see if you like it so once I whipped up all of that I scoop my um, my mashed potato balls and what I do is I take them and I actually make potato balls and those potato balls can be uh, rolled in breadcrumbs or in cracker crumbs and frozen and what winds up happening I can take those and I can easily fry them for a treat later they're really really good now if I wanted to I could put them back inside the potato shells and make them you know like the stuffed potatoes and then remake them and those are really good and they freeze very very well they freeze exceedingly well you lay them flat in the bags and then you lay them on a tray in your deep freezer on the top layer and they freeze like that and they're absolutely delicious then you can wrap them in foil again uh, or you can foil them each one and then put them in the bag again and then just put them in the deep freezer label everything and you can just pull them out individually and have yourself a nice uh, stuffed potato you know stuffed potato skin but what you can you know well, it's more like twice baked but what you can also do the potatoes that we already scooped the stuff out the tablespoons out you have some oil to the side you can actually fry those but let's let's talk about what you can do with that in just a second So you've got your halves that have been scooped out and they're like little bitty inventions. They look like potato skins, like the fried potato skins you get at the restaurant. Well, guess what? They are. So now you can take those and in a small amount of oil on the stove, just enough to come up to maybe halfway above the bottom line of the, your potato. And you can like slowly fry them. First, uh, the side down, the open side down, then the open, then the, uh, skin side down and what you're doing is you're gently browning them to where they're golden brown all the way around and then you're going to set them to the side and let them cool off naturally not in the refrigerator let them cool off naturally then once they're cool 
you put them in the Ziploc bags and you just put them in the deep freezer and that way you have potato skins ready to warm up anytime you like. You can put the stuffings in. I prefer not to. That way if I just want them plain and want to just put a little sour cream and chive on it or just butter, I don't have to worry about, you know, not having a choice. It's a personal thing. You can choose and it's a quick snack, especially if you're home alone and you're you're kind of craving potato skins and you don't want to go out. You can just go right to your freezer and whip a couple out and you can warm them either in the oven or you can fry them again and that's another reason I don't stuff them and it's really really nice um, it's it's kind of like a little treat you can have because you can get yourself a nice bump up of vitamin C too you know but well, there is more there is more things you can do so let's go to the next one Let's say you really don't want to just make mashed potatoes and potato skins. I got you covered. You can make potato soup. And yes, you can make it in advance and put it in the freezer. Potato soup is so easy. You just cut your potatoes up, take the skins off this time. Boil them on low. That I know that's counterintuitive but you bring them to a big boil then you turn it down to medium low heat and boil them on low and then let them just simmer let them cook eventually they'll begin to break down now when they become soft to where you can have the fork slide off or they slide off the fork that's usually when you do mashed potatoes but you're not going to take them out this time this time you're going to continue to let them boil let them boil until you can easily mush them down and they will become the consistency of a puree. Now you add a little bit of milk, maybe a little bit of cream or butter, and some salt and pepper. You've got your base for your basic potato soup. You can also add other things like ham or turkey or chicken, duck or quail. It really depends on what you want to do. Or you can leave it vegetarian and not put any butter in it at all. There's other seasonings you can put in to give it a taste. If you like a different kind of flair, you can add red beans and dill. I know, I know, but trust me, trust me, just try it. And of course, these things can be frozen in small batches, but don't put the beans in if you're going to freeze it. It's, it's not going to act the way you think it will. It'll be a little bit off. So that way you can add them later. And it's a really tasty treat. It's, it's soul comforting. Uh, one of the things you can do is get french fried onions and put them right on top of it as a, as a little bit of a garnish. It's, it's very tasty. And if you have dehydrated um, carrot chips, you can also put them on top. Or even flakes of leek, dried leek greens. That is the business. That is that good stuff right there. That's that good good. You want to try that out. So, you know, serving that with a nice side of you know and, and and this is again a personal preference you don't have to do this it's completely up to you please eat the way you wish to eat never tell anyone the way you want to eat is incorrect because that's just not how we are but you can have it with some smoked kippers on the side and that would be tasty too so it's up to you 
and you know just sitting back with a nice glass of juice or tea and your potato soup and just looking out into the field it's beautiful you can put it in a thermos and take it with you for a picnic and all of this from potato but we're not done yet I think maybe we have room for one more thing what do you think let's try So the next thing you can do is of course make fries and when you're making fries there's a couple of ways to go about it. Now I know that many people just make their fries, they cut them up and they just throw them into the bag but hear me out. Take those fries and put them in cold water for about 20 minutes first with a small amount of salt and then let them dry off and then freeze them. You'll notice the difference in consistency. Also, another thing you can do with potatoes is you can stuff them. There are many uh, Lithuanian recipes that you can find that you take potatoes and make a dough and you can stuff the potatoes with meats and other delicacies and cook them and they can become their own meal. So again, there's some more homework. Now remember I told you that if you stuck with me through the entire episode, I would tell you about that connection between the Irish people and the potato famine and an indigenous tribe here. Well, during the potato famine, the Choctaw Nation sent $170, that's a lot of money back then, uh, over there to help them to survive. Now, I'm not saying when I say they sent potatoes, they didn't send actual physical potatoes. What they did, they sent money so they would be able to survive the food shortage there. So. This was like kind of like a bridge over troubled water, but more like a bridge over blighted potatoes? I know, grown, I know, I know. But even now, uh, there's a relationship between the Choctaw Nation and the nation and peoples of Ireland. And you can look that up, and it's really a beautiful thing. And it really talks about the human spirit, because one of the qualities that potatoes have is they have the ability to bring us together. They're a root vegetable, they're earth, they're earth energy. And there's actually, um, in some nations here, there's a dance that, you know, they perform, the young people, called the potato dance. You want to look that up. It's, a, it's kind of a really cool, cute little thing. And it's, it's their tradition. It's not ours. We don't poach. We don't take. But we appreciate. We don't appropriate. So, you know... Learning about it is great, and if they invited you, then yeah, great, but uh, we kind of let people have their thing, you know, just kind of like how my daughter doesn't do Polish field flower vests and dance, but she could if she were invited, and actually she was when she was younger, but that's, that's neither here nor there, so coming back to the point, but yeah, so yeah, but potatoes um, kind of like join the worlds together, how cool is that, I mean that is that's absolutely remotely not about potato cookery, but it's a, a fun thing. So what's next? So what's next is we have to get ready to say goodbye. We have had a good time together, I hope. I'm so glad you came and joined me here. 
and I love to talk to you because you know we love to talk to our friends and you're my friend right we're friends right so um I was blessed to be able to talk about these potatoes that I'm processing and maybe give you some ideas that you've either already tried or maybe are going to try and that would be fun uh, we learned some history about the potato we learned about the Choctaw Nation and the Irish which if you might not have heard of that before hopefully was fun to find out and you can share that with other people <clears throat> and I think my first batch of potatoes is done because mm, I can smell them in here and I, they've been cooking for quite some time but I'm gonna check them to be sure but yeah this has been a, a really fun day and I hope you take some of these ideas and make them your own uh, on another episode we may talk about how to make potato bread and put potatoes in stews in our soup episode so please come back and see me I look forward to seeing you here uh, if you have a chance give me a, a comment or two if you see my podcast posted in different social media I'm actually going to be creating a page on Facebook very soon you'll be able to find all of these episodes there and be able to leave your feedback there as well so from my home to yours I hope this finds you well and warm and thank you for joining me on my magical cottagecore life <laughs>